Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, good morning. Welcome to today's podcast. It is Tuesday, December 21st, 2021. We are on the countdown mode to Christmas, man. Uh, in fact, in two days will be our first, uh, quote, Christmas Eve service, which will be on the 23rd, and then two on the 24th. So, yeah, so December 21st, we, we're here, man, last final week. That's right, Pastor. This is the uh, shortest day of the year. Uh, the winter solstice is today, December 21st. Kind of fluctuates between 21 and 22, uh, but this year it's today. So not a lot of not a lot of uh, daylight today. And, and if you're here in Tampa, it's going to be even less because it's going to be rainy most of the day. <laughs> but hey, it's bringing in a cool front. It's going to be gorgeous. So by Christmas Eve... Uh, really, by tomorrow, um, we're going to be looking at lows in the maybe upper 40s, 50s, and the highs at like 70, upper 60s, 70. That's going to be perfect and sunny. Yes, you can wear that sweater. You can wear that long sleeve shirt, you know, and yet still go outside, open the windows. Yes, please. That sounds awesome. Um, well, I'm so glad you guys are on today. Um, and as I was saying, kind of in the, before we jumped here on the podcast, um, today we're actually going to read uh, from uh, the uh, Nativity Stories. I know some of you may have been tracking with the podcast. So maybe some people even jumped out. They're like, ah, oh, Terry, he's not really reading any any Christmas passages. Because <laughs> we're reading, because we were going through Advent. We're reading through those passages leading up to the birth of Jesus and those ancient prophecies. And uh, some people were like, man, there's, there's no there's no little lambs. There's no mangers, no angels. <laughs> Glory to God in the highest. None of that. So I'm, I'm out. Well, see, you guys are the, you guys are patient and persistent. And we're going to be getting to that today. We're going to start inching our way towards that. Um, yeah. So thanks for sticking in there. Yeah. So today we will, we will, one of our readings, we're going to be reading it from Isaiah 28, uh, beginning at verse 9, then we're going to read from Revelation chapter 20, beginning at verse 11, and we're going to read from Luke, there we go, Luke chapter 1, verses 5 through 25. And um, we're getting closer, guys, we're getting closer. So thanks for sticking with it. Um. Who knows? I may be one of the, one of these readings may inspire me to for the Christmas Eve service. I don't know. I still haven't written my Christmas Eve message yet, so you know, no pressure. <laughs> I um just we just uh, recorded yesterday, so 
Sunday is online only at Bayside, Sunday morning, this coming Sunday, the Sunday after Christmas. And so uh, the message for that was I prepared for yesterday. So did that yesterday. So that's all ready for after Christmas. Um, but now we got this big thing called Christmas Eve and I got to write something for that. So thanks for the prayers. Would really appreciate it. <laughs> I think it's going to be about the birth of Jesus. I'm not sure though, but I think that's probably going to be the topic. I feel like that's, I feel like that would be right to say something about the birth of Jesus. Right? It would be a big letdown if like people came on Christmas Eve and you, you know, you talked about spiritual gifts. <laughs> be like, what? <laughs> or First Corinthians, expel the immoral brother. <laughs> it's like, what? What? Talk about the baby Jesus. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So we'll see. I'm sure I got some thoughts. <clears throat> I got some thoughts. So we'll see. All right. Well, um, I hope you guys are all doing great. Thanks so much for being on today. Um, hope you uh, hope your shopping is just about wrapped up because you're running out of time. I mean, Amazon can probably pull a few more miracles here before Christmas, but um, even Amazon's going to be running out of magic here pretty quick. <laughs> <clears throat> so hopefully you got that done. Um, yeah, so we are uh, reading through the this Advent devotional in the minister's uh, prayer book. Um, and we this theme for this week, you remember, is from Luke chapter 1, which we'll get to. Um, actually, we will not read that. Yeah, we will, actually. Let me see here. No, we won't, we won't read that verse today, but we will get to it. But the theme verse for this week is uh, from Mary. Uh, the mother of Jesus, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my savior. That's the theme, theme verse. And the, um, the theme in general is the coming joy. Jesus was the coming, the Messiah was the coming joy. All right. With all of that groundwork, let's do this, guys. Let's, uh, let's jump in to Isaiah chapter 28. Um, verses 9 through 22. Um, here we go. Who is trying to teach? To whom is he explaining his message? To children weaned from their milk? To those just taken from the breast? For it is, do this, do that, a rule for this, a rule for that, a little here, a little there. So this is the uh, prophets who are uh, mocking these are the uh, the false prophets who are mocking Isaiah and who are saying you know what your 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 prophecies are they're they're nothing but for little children yeah well it's gonna be a little child they're gonna rock your world it's gonna be a little child for unto us anyway yeah like you know you just do this you're, so, so, verse 11 very well then with foreign so this is now Isaiah speaking very well then with foreign lips and strange tongues, God will speak to his people, to whom he said, this is the resting place, let the weary rest. And this is the place of repose, but they would not listen. So um, God did teach and lead them to the resting place, but they wouldn't listen, a way to find rest. Uh, one of the things I'm going to talk about, <laughs> it's a funny thing about recording things ahead of time before they're actually 
So I recorded yesterday the message for after Christmas and before, but we haven't had Christmas yet. So it was, it was before, but then after, but so, but anyway, on next Sunday, <laughs> I talked about, I talked about, and we'll talk about, <laughs> I talked about it yesterday, but I will talk about it the Sunday after Christmas about rest. One of the things I did was, uh, um, the message for after Christmas is that really were some reflections and some uh, on lessons I learned during my sabbatical and um, and a lot, you know a, a significant portion of it is about rest and Sabbath and the importance of that and here and just the importance of you know Jesus's message he tells us come unto me everyone who's uh, burdened and heavy laden and I will give you what rest. And even in ministry and even in the church, you know, it's it, particularly ministers. This is, you know, this was convicting to me uh, over my sabbatical. It was this that, you know, as pastors were, you know, we we talk about how busy and overworked we are and how we do this and that. And it's ironic that a uh, an occupation or a calling that is uh, to be led by one who said, come to me, all who are tired and I will give you rest and my burden is light. Uh, are always tired and running crazy. <laughs> so we need to find balance and pace and uh, we need rest. Verse 13, so then the word of the Lord to them will become, <clears throat> do this. He says, ironically enough, that is exactly what we're gonna do. Uh, the word of the Lord is going to be, do this and do that. Rule for this, rule for that. A little here, a little there. Precept upon precept, line upon line, right? <clears throat> it's going to be, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be uh, simple enough for the for the most uh, uneducated to get it. And there's and the Lord's like, there, I am not ashamed to say that. <laughs> Aren't you glad? You don't have to be a PhD to understand the gospel. Yeah. The, uh, the most... Illiterate person in the mountains of uh, wherever, Appalachia, uh, to the brightest person on Wall Street or in uh, the academic halls of Harvard or Princeton, the gospel is sufficient to reach them all. Line upon line, precept upon precept, so that they will, so that they, so they go, they will fall backward. They will be injured and snared and captured. Therefore, hear the word of the Lord, you scoffers who rule the, the, this people in Jerusalem. You boast, we have entered into a covenant with death. With the realm of the dead, we have made an agreement. When an overwhelming scourge sweeps by, it cannot touch us. For we have made a lie our refuge and falsehood our hiding place. <laughs> you do not want to make falsehood your hiding place, man. You do not want to make lies your refuge, right? Um, it matters what you believe, right? Everything in our life begins with a thought. And what we think is very important. And whether what we if what we think is a lie, it's going to create havoc. It's going to wreak havoc in our in our lives. Um, that's why we that's why we learn the word of God, right? That's why we study the word of God. So that what we think when a thought comes into our mind, we can run it through our fil the filter of the word of God to discern whether that thought is true or not. If I'm feeling worthless, if I'm feeling superior, if I'm feeling uh, defeated, if I'm feeling whatever it is, and I start that, that it becomes a thought, I can say, wait, wait, that's not what the word of God says. 
word of God says, I am not worthless. It says, I am precious in his sight. It says, I'm invaluable to him. Uh, it says that I'm more than a conqueror. So, so that thought is not right. So I don't, I don't, I don't harbor that thought because thoughts become values and values become actions. And actions create patterns in life that can be destructive if they're based, if you go all the way back, if they're based on a lie. Thoughts become values, values become behaviors, and behaviors become lifestyles. And um, we, so we want to make sure that our thoughts are right. So he says, yeah, those who, who, who mock Jerusalem, who mock the, uh, the, the prophets, the, like Isaiah, uh, we've made a lie our refuge. That ain't, that's, not a, that's not a secure hiding place. <laughs> Verse 16. So this is what the sovereign Lord says. See, I lay a stone in Zion. Here you go. Here's, here's a, we're getting into a great prophetic uh, passage here. So this is what the, Lord, the sovereign Lord says. Which is a cool word, right? We run over that sovereign Lord. You, you know, we just use that as a title. But sovereign means what? He's in control of everything. He's sovereign over the universe. He is the king of the universe. He is king of everything. He's the sovereign Lord. He answers to no one. <laughs> if someone is a sovereign, he answers to no one. He's sovereign. He's the king. So this is what the sovereign Lord says. He's over the nations, all the nations of the earth, all the peoples of the earth. See, I lay a stone in Zion. So the sovereign Lord is going to lay a stone in Zion, i.e. Jerusalem. A tested stone, a precious cornerstone for a sure foundation. The one who relies on it will never be stricken with panic. I will make justice the measuring line, the righteousness the plumb line. Whoop, I skipped a page. Let me go back here. Hail will sweep away your refuge, the lie, and water will overflow your hiding place. Your covenant with death will be annulled. Your agreement with the realm of the dead will not stand. When the overwhelming scourge sweeps by, you will be beaten. You will be beaten down by it. As often as it comes, it will carry you away. Morning after morning, day by day, and night and by night, it will sweep through. The understanding of this message will bring sheer terror. The bed is too short to stretch out on, the blanket too narrow to wrap around you. The Lord will rise up as he did at Mount Perizim. He will rouse himself as in the Valley of Gibeon to do his work, his strange work, and perform his task, his alien task. Now stop your mocking or your chains will become heavier. The Lord, the Lord Almighty has told me of the destruction decreed against the whole land. Wow. So Isaiah is uh, providing a prophecy that he's going to lay a cornerstone in Zion, but there's going to be some pain leading up to that. And there's going to be judgment in the play, in the, in the house of God. There's going to be judgment in the land. And he's kind of using that mocking phrase, right? He's going to do this strange work because that's what the prophets called it. Strange work. Well, yeah, he's going to do something strange. He's going to lay a cornerstone in Zion. He's going to come in the form of a child, uh, God in flesh. And he's going to be, uh, He's going to live the life of a servant, not a king or a military conquering hero. Uh, and he's going to give his life for the sins of the world. 
It's a crazy message. But that message will bring judgment. It will bring salvation and judgment. <laughs> it's the sovereign Lord who chooses to come to us that way. Wow. Revelation chapter 20. Jump over to Revelation 20. And verse 11. Revelation 20, verse 11. I should have I should have got the page ready, guys. I'm sorry. Here we go. We're there. We're there now. Revelation 20, verse 11. Then I saw a great white throne, and him who was seated on it. The earth and the heavens fled from his presence, and there was no place for them. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne, and books were opened. Another book was opened, which is the book of life. You want to be in that book, guys. You want to be in that one. You want your name in that book. The dead were judged according to what they had done as, a, as recorded in the books. The sea gave up the dead that were in it, and, the de and death and Hades gave up the dead that were in them. And each person was judged according to what they had done. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. The lake of fire is the second death. Anyone whose name was not found written in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. Chapter 21. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband, the body of Christ, the people of God. As I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. Oh, here we go. Mm. He will wipe every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. The old order of things has passed away. Wow. You feel that? Man. It's the promise of heaven. You know, the heaven is often described to us here as things that it's not. It's the it's the best, it's the best of earth without the sin. <laughs> and and even better. But you think of the best thing about this earth, heaven is going to be all of that minus the sin. Minus the death, minus the, the weeping and mourning. The old order of things has passed away. God will make create a new order of things. Now, here it gets good, guys. Here, here's here, verse 5. Oh, my goodness. Uh, he who was seated on the throne said, who said this? The one seated on the throne. What does he say? I'm making all everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Sometimes you just got to stop. Give praise. You go back to Isaiah's, um, go back to Isaiah's words. He's going to be precept upon precept. He's going to be line upon line. He's going to be, you know, uh, lesson upon lesson. Here he's saying what? I'm the alpha and the omega. I'm the beginning and the end. 
I am going to do this systematically and completely precept upon precept. I'm going to put the, I'm going to put a cornerstone in Zion and I'm going to build this house and I'm going to bring it from the beginning to the end. And it's going to be beautiful and new Jerusalem. The people of God will come down out of heaven like a beautiful bride prepared for their husband. Yes. And he will be their God. And there'll be no more death or crying or pain. Write these down for it's true and trustworthy. Verse 6, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. Those who are victorious will inherit all of this. You're going to get all of it. To the one who's victorious, they're going to get all of it. Nothing is going to be withheld. To the one whose name is written in the Lamb's book of life, you get it all. Nothing withheld. No uh, tears, no second tears to heaven levels, no second tears. You get it all. I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. Those who are victorious will inherit all of this and I will be their God and they will be my children. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters and all liars, they will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. Woo! Wow. That's powerful, man. Mm. He's going to do it all from beginning to end. Man. All right. Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. Verse 5. Here we go. Luke chapter 1, 5 through 25. Now we're going to jump over to one of those, you know, Christmas passages. Finally. Finally going to read a Christmas passage. <laughs> got my eyes leaking this morning, man. Got my, got my eyeballs leaking. All right, let's do this. Uh, in the time of King Herod, in the time of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife Elizabeth was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing all of the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. But they were childless because Elizabeth was not able to conceive, and they were both very old. They was old, man. You couldn't have no cheering. It was old. Verse 8. Once, when Zechariah's division was on duty and he was serving as priest before God, he was chosen by lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And when he, when the time for burning of incense came, all the assembled worshipers were praying outside. Then an angel of the Lord. Here we go. Got an angel. I finally, it's the fourth week of Advent. We finally get an angel. <laughs> uh, something like, we finally get an angel. Finally. 
I've been re I've been with you here for th four weeks, Terry. We finally get an angel. <laughs> it's even more beautiful though if you take if you go through the process though, right? If you go through the advent and expectation, and you read the some of the the somber and gloom and expectation of the Old Testament. That's part of what Advent is in, intended to cause us to do. Then when you get to the glorious good news of the gospel, it you feel it differently because you've been waiting for it. That's the idea. Here we go. We got an angel. Verse 11. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him standing at the right hand of the altar of incense. When Zacharias saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son and you are called to call him John. He will be a joy and delight to you and many will rejoice because of his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink. And he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. He will bring he will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God. And he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the parents to their children and to the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous. See, to make the wisdom of the, to turn the disobedient, turn them to the wisdom of the righteous, to cause disobedient people. You go back to Isaiah's passage. They were mocking righteousness. They were mocking uh, the truthfulness of the of the word of God, the truthfulness of the teaching of the word of God. It's for babies. It's for those just off the breast. It's for those who are still on milk. It's line upon line. It's simple. He says, but here, John is going to be instrumental in bringing those, the, the, uh, the disobedient cause their hearts to turn toward the wisdom of the righteous. To make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Verse 18, Zechariah asked the angel, how can I be sure of this? I'm an old man and my wife, she ain't a spring chicken. <laughs> ain't what he said, but it's kind of what he said. Ain't what he said, but it is what he said. He said, hey, I'm old and she ain't no spring chicken. Uh, and my wife, she well along in years. Verse 19, the angel said to him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God and I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now you'll be silent and not be able to speak until the day this happens because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their appointed time. Um, interestingly, Zechariah is, uh, is caused to be quiet. He can still hear and see, but he can't speak until the birth of John the Baptist. Um, and this silence was actually a gift. Um, it didn't feel like a gift, but it caused him to, to reflect and to observe the goodness of God. Um, maybe that's our word for us today is to, you know, let's, let's, let's today, maybe we talk less. And instead of talking, let we observe. We observe and look for the hand of God. We look for where God's showing up and what God's doing to stop talking, start listening, start seeing. You know, this time of year, if we do that, it's amazing the way we see God show up. If we just stop talking and just start li listening and looking, um, you'll hear you'll hear Christmas songs and the message of the gospel in places you didn't you'd never heard it before. Um, so maybe that's maybe that's a, a takeaway for us today. 
Verse 21, meanwhile, the people were, were waiting for Zechariah and wondering why he stayed so long in the temple. When he came out, he could not speak to them. They realized he had seen a vision in the temple, for he kept making signs to them, but remained unable to speak. When the time of service was completed, he returned home. After this, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and for five months remained in seclusion. The Lord has done this for me, she said. In these days, he has shown favor and taken away my disgrace among the people. Oof. <laughs> yes. Yes. Man. So much to ponder this morning, right? I mean, just the uh, the beautiful promise of the uh, the simplicity and intricacy of the Word of God, uh, the great promise of heaven and how God, Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega and how it began with Zechariah and Elizabeth and John the Baptist who turned the... Um, the disobedient back to the wisdom of the righteous. Hmm. Hey, we're running out of time, guys. We've been going long today. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for the glorious promise of heaven and um, the simplicity of the gospel that the wisest and the foolish can understand, the youngest and the oldest. Lord, we pray for this word to be embedded in our heart and to fill our hearts with joy today. Lord, may we go out today and watch and listen. May today we see more and hear more than we say, just like Zechariah, so that we can take in your miracle, to take in the miraculous, to take in the simple and the glorious. Lord, bless my friends today. Thank you so much for their devotion to the word of God. Thank you for rewarding them with an angel today. <laughs> and may you bless them and encourage them uh, as they walk step-by-step step with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you today. Thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. Hope you have a great day. We'll do it again tomorrow, same time. As always, if you want to reach out to me, Bible Study Podcast 2020 at gmail.com. Always love to hear from you. Thanks for sharing, liking, subscribing, all those things. Really appreciate that. It means a lot to me. So have a great day. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.